From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Barry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we take a deeper look at stories from our radio newsrooms across the country. Today, On Deadline is looking at a growing trend across the United States, where waistlines have been growing for years amid diet culture clashes. Enter Ozempic. This diabetes medication burst into popularity last year when it was discovered that it could help with weight loss by simultaneously making your stomach feel fuller while shutting down receptors in the brain that make people crave sugar and other unhealthy options. Studies on the active ingredient in Ozempic have shown that some people can lose up to 15% of their body weight after 68 weeks on the medication. When word got out, thousands started flocking to their doctors to get a prescription to lose weight. Note, though, that Ozempic is FDA-approved only for diabetics. Its close cousins, Wagovi, Saxenda, and Monjaro, are also meant for diabetics, as well as people who suffer from obesity or are overweight with a separate health condition, like heart disease. As could be expected, Ozempic orders started blowing up, and supply ran low for people who really needed it. Several pharmaceutical companies responded by concocting their own medication meant to help people lose weight. And then the influencers got involved and started pushing even more unproven methods for dropping pounds. Dr. Scott Kahan, director of the National Center for Weight and Wellness in Washington, D.C., joined Odyssey to share more on the growing trend of taking drugs to slim down. Well, this latest trend on TikTok is called the glucose goddess method. And the person who is sharing all these so-called hacks has 3.2 million followers. It's unbelievable. And you go into any library or, or bookstore and you go to the nutritional aisle. There's so many books about this. But is the one on TikTok an actual thing, the glucose goddess method? So I, I haven't followed this person, uh, so I only know a little bit about it from what I've read uh, uh, in in the news. And look, over over time, there's been so many quote unquote influencers. Now they're on TikTok. Before that, they were on Facebook, and before that, you know, they were they were in in diet books on the shelves and so forth. There's a lot of really crazy ones out there. I, I don't think this one fits that. I don't think this is crazy, a lot of the things that, that she's talking about. Um, blood sugar regulation is important. Um, we don't necessarily need supplements to do that. That's one of the things I don't love that she's doing is selling some cockamamie supplements. I don't think that's necessary. But there is a lot of good tips that she's giving that are well accepted in the nutrition and medical field. So moderating sugar, if not significantly lowering sugar intake is helpful and putting protein together uh, you know having a balanced meal with some protein and some carbohydrates and some fat that tends to regulate sugar uh, as well so some of what she's doing is helpful and you know you can't argue with some with having a good platform so as long as she's not one of these people that's just just giving out bogus information being able to get good nutrition information to a range of people has the potential to help a lot of people. So to me, this sounds like some old school advice in terms of avoiding sugar and balancing it out with protein and fiber, just wrapped in a new platform. Wrapped in a new platform is exactly right. Again, I, I, I do want to point out there are some less legitimate things that, that I've seen, like you know eating vinegar to, to manage your sugar, 
uh, or taking some supplements that they're selling. I, I, I don't think that that has any evidence behind it. But, but a lot of what's there, I think, is very reasonable. Do you have any advice for somebody who sees something on social media recommending a diet or what have you to, to find out if it's legitimate? Is it just a quick Google search or calling your doctor? Yeah, so the first thing is be very careful of what you read and what you hear because lots of it is bogus and some of it is dangerous. But if you hear something that sounds interesting, I would start with a Google search and go to some reputable sources. So for one, uh, there are a number of sources from the federal government that have very good information on wellness and nutrition and health. Uh, The NIH has a lot of very good information. The CDC has a lot of very good information. There's a number of universities that put out some some very useful, well-supported data on this as well. Johns Hopkins, Cleveland Clinic, Harvard, um, those are also uh, good sources. And then if you're lucky enough to have a doctor that has some insights in this area, that's certainly a great resource to go to as well. Unfortunately, traditionally, doctors don't get much training in nutrition and weight management and such. So historically, they haven't been all that helpful, but some go out of their way to get more knowledge. And, and of late, we are getting better, um, better education in medical schools and graduate schools uh, on prevention and nutrition and such. And so hopefully more and more down the line, uh, doctors will be more informed and able to help on this. As social media feeds fill up with before and afters, and celebrities, from Mindy Kaling to Kelly Clarkson, go under the microscope for their sudden weight loss, some are beginning to ask about the dangers that accompany these drugs. Like with most medications, doctors say that none of these anti-obesity drugs come without some risk. Over the summer, the European Medicines Agency announced that it was looking into thoughts of self-harm and suicidal thoughts potentially associated with the use of Ozempic. Dr. Arthur Kaplan, a founding head of the Division of Medical Ethics at NYU's Grossman School of Medicine, recently explored potential harms of weight loss drugs at a new opinion piece in Scientific American. He joined Odyssey to share more. So, as I said, I mean, clearly there are people who are helped by these drugs, right, Uh, and are using them with great uh, effect and enthusiastically, and doctors are prescribing it to some patients with also great enthusiasm, but what is the potential downside? Well, there are many, many people who, in theory, could go on these injectables, the Wagovis, the Munjaros, the Ozempics, and so on. Obese people, people with diabetes, people who are overweight, and then there's definitely interest on the part of people who just want to maintain weight but aren't overweight yet, but are just thinking, for my job or my appearance, I'm going to use this. So one dark side issue is there's competition for a scarce supply. Now, that'll go away, but right now there are people with diabetes who can't get the injectable because uh, someone is using it just as weight maintenance who doesn't really want to go on a diet or exercise. Second dark side is these are Band-Aids. They're helping you control your weight, but you're only going to control your weight likely as long as you stay on the injectable. So You've really got to work at the underlying cause still, which is exercise, diet, poor diet, overeating, too much junk food. 
I hope that the companies selling these drugs recommend that. I hope they understand the need for that, but I don't see it much in the way things are being marketed now that you still need lifestyle change. And if we stayed on these drugs trials every month, say just the people who are obese, which is about 40% of Americans, you're looking at a bill to pay for them maybe a half a trillion with a T dollars. You know what I find interesting? A week. Right. But, you know, one of the things I, I do find kind of interesting about this is that I'm guessing, and I don't have any figures, but I'm guessing that some people who uh, won't, for example, take a vaccine for COVID because they say, hey, it's a new new vaccine. We don't know what it's going to, you know, what the ramifications might be years down the the road, I'm betting that some of them are very quickly taking these injectables to lose weight, even though they don't know what is going to happen to them years down the road. I think that's absolutely true. You know, we don't really know what it means to be on these drugs every month for five years. Very few people have been on these drugs that long. I think the side effects we'll have to see there are big unknowns. And also, you're just going to build up resistance to the drugs so that they don't work to help you control weight. It may be that the brain and the body just adapt to the injectables and you wind up in a situation where they don't help you. But you're right. We're so fearful of obesity, so worried about our appearance, so worried about the challenge of things like diabetes, that the risk-benefit ratio that we were seeing in COVID just went out the window. The risk-reward ratio is something patients should consider before taking new medications. Thyroid tumors are a risk for some people, so is constant nausea, dehydration, sleeplessness, and a racing heart. In September, the Food and Drug Administration issued a warning that Ozempic can lead to a life-threatening condition known as ileus. It's a type of bowel obstruction where either sections or the entirety of the intestines become obstructed. This blockage can restrict blood flow to organs, resulting in tissue necrosis. And that's among people who have legitimate prescriptions for this new class of FDA-approved weight loss medication. Throughout last year, headlines were filled with people who were hospitalized after consuming fake Ozempic. The issue became so big that the FDA was forced to release a warning about counterfeit weight loss drugs that had been introduced in the U.S. supply chain. With people doing anything to get their hands on the medication, officials like Claire Rosenzweig, the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Metropolitan New York, are warning people to be on the lookout for weight loss drug scams. All right, explain how this scam works. Sure. You know, when something is in short supply, whether it's toys, baby formula, whatever, scammers typically will swoop in. Uh, you have Ozempic, which was prescribed for type 2 diabetes, but also off-label for weight loss. And because of that, it's in short supply. So uh, scammers will put up information. You might find it online. You might find it through social media. It might be through lots of different ways. But the, you point it to a website where they're selling Ozempic uh, for prices that are much lower than what you've seen them for. You contact them. They want your money. Then they might ask you for additional money for insurance costs or shipping issues, etc. Bottom line is you don't get anything and you lose your money in the process. Are these scammers pretty clever? I mean, do these sites look legit, look real? Absolutely. These uh, look like online pharmacies, but there are red flags. 
uh, that people can look for. We always say that if something is re at a reduced price, much less than what you would normally expect to find it for, it's a red flag to, to be true. Avoid buying drugs from foreign places. Get a prescription from your doctor. Go to a licensed, reputable pharmacy in the U.S. with a licensed pharmacist that you can talk to. And anyone who's asking you to pay online, for instance, for something like Ozempic using prepaid debit cards or wire your money, big red flags, a reputable pharmacist would never require you to pay that way. Yeah, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, right? Usually the case. Yeah. What should people do if they see one of these online scams and they recognize it as being a scam? What should they do? Well, if they recognize it, and again, it's going to be hard. That's why we say, you know, take a moment and, and really do your research first. Find a pharmacy that's licensed, reputable. You can always look at pdb.org to see what we say about the pharmacy. If it's an accredited business, we've checked out the license. You can go check it out in your state to see if these pharmacies are licensed. But you can also look at BBB Scam Tracker. We have examples of scams that other consumers have put up there. But the key things are, you know, to really take a moment, make sure you have a prescription, make sure you're going to a reputable pharmacy, and don't pay using the digital wallets, using peer-to-peer -peer platforms, because that money is cash. It's gone. Credit cards, of course, always have the most secure uh, or the most protections uh, when you're paying for something. I guess part B of that question is what does someone do if they fall victim to one mm -hmm. of these scams? You can report it to the Food and Drug Administration. You can go to the company, in this case for the Ozempic, it's Novo Nordis. You can report it on Scam Tracker, BBB, so others will be aware of what you've experienced. You can go to the AG's office. You can go to the Consumer Affairs. Uh, so there are a lot of things that you can do after the fact. But I will tell you, people have been losing a lot of money. On Scam Tracker, there were about 11, which again, doesn't sound like a lot, but people are losing between uh, you know, 200 and $500 a pop. That's a lot of money to lose all at once for something that you thought you were going to get but end up with nothing. Amid all this, we have to remember that Ozempic can be life-changing for many Americans. But consulting your physician should always be your first step before taking any new medication. And there's another thing people should know. Like many things in life, the effects of medications like Ozempic aren't permanent. In fact, a 2022 study found that once patients go off the medication Wagovi, the average weight gain rebound is about two-thirds of the total weight lost. Novo Nordisk, the makers of Ozempic and Wagovi, said in a statement that, not unexpectedly, patients experience weight regain once they stop taking the medication. Obesity is a chronic disease that requires long-term management, much like high blood pressure or high cholesterol. Experts stress that the safest way to use these drugs is in combination with other lifestyle changes, including exercise and proper food choices. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry. Thanks for listening to On Deadline, Odyssey's serving of a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts to stay informed.